welcome to The Dream Show. I'm Jane Theresa Anderson and this is episode 255-255 and our guest today with a dream to explore is Juliana. Juliana from Atlanta, Georgia in the United States of course. Now as you'll know if you listen to The Dream Show regularly, when a guest puts their hand up to be on the show, we make all the arrangements and they have the dream ready, but I know nothing about the dream until we press record. So we do it this way because you all tell me, or those of you that communicate with me tell me that you love to hear that sensation of me hearing the dream for the first time as you hear the dream for the first time, and you enjoy the steps that we take to explore the dream together. And so I will keep doing it that way because you love it that way. It also means that I take rapid notes while the person's speaking. Sometimes I can't read the notes that I take, (laughs) but I do take notes, which is why you'll sometimes be surprised that I can go back and say, oh, in the dream you said this, that or the other. It's because I'm writing it down at the same time. But the reason I'm mentioning this is that Therefore, what you hear is you hear that we go in to interpret the dream and we do it by exploring the dream together, the guests and myself. Now, this is very powerful, as you will know from listening to other episodes and as you will know from listening to this one. But that aside, if you contact me to have a private consultation, we actually do it differently. So there are two main ways in which I consult. So if you consult with me by Zoom or by phone, for example, I get you to write out the dream and send it to me at least 24 hours beforehand. And what this does, it gives me the opportunity to read it through and think about it and work out what I want to work out about the dream and and come to the beginning of our consultation together already having done a lot of work on your dream. Then in the consultation, it might feel a little bit like being a guest on the dream show because I may be asking you questions and we may be exploring the dream together, but it will be with added in detail from what I have uh, worked out and reviewed and perceived and, and will be guided from that that aspect. So that's one thing I wanted to say that in what you listen to today is a dream exploration rather than a dream consultation. The other way in which um, people do consult me about a dream is not only by Zoom or phone but by email and people are often surprised that you can put in a dream by email and I when when you do this I do ask specific questions I ask you to fill in some details and and give me certain information but people are usually very surprised that I can then respond in the same way I respond with a written a written interpretation um, and written insight into the person's life and they say well how can you do this without actually having that conversation with me like you do on the dream show and it is just it is just <laughs> I hate that word I try not to use it too often but it is just the many many years of practice that I've put into this so I've been working in this area now for nearly 30 years and working with clients over and over and again with dreams you do get to a point where you're able to look at a dream and um, and and see right through it and and take it down that route so if you're the kind of person that prefers not to be on zoom or phone but you do want to consult have a look at my dream interpretation by email service which also works of course for people that um, are awake when I am fast asleep given that I live down near the very bottom of Australia near Antarctica Um, so that said if you are interested in any of those services, the places to go to find out about that are my main website, which is janetheresa.com. That's Teresa without an H, which is also where you can go to listen to every episode of the Dream Show that's ever been. That's 255 episodes. 
Um, uh, and of course, the you can also listen to the podcast on all the usual podcast platforms. Or you can go to my other website if you want to learn how to do this yourself, which is the Dream Academy. And the address for that is dream-academy-online.com, where you can go to do courses in your own time, at your own pace, and learn how to interpret your own dreams. I think I've talked enough in this introduction. Let's just go straight now. I'll introduce you to Juliana and a dream. Here we go. Welcome to the Dream Show, Juliana. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, describe for our listeners where you are, how your day's been. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and it is about 8 o'clock today, so I'm just wrapping up my, my Sunday afternoon here. Isn't it lovely that I can do this on a working day while you put your feet <laughs> up and on a Sunday? I love that. <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Now. <laughs> I, as usual, I know nothing about your dream. I only know that when you contacted me that you said it was quite a dramatic dream or quite a worrying dream. So um, the floor is yours. Okay, great. So um, in my dream, I was holding a baby. Um, I'm not sure if it was my baby, but I, I certainly had an attachment to the baby. Um, I noticed that the baby had a soiled diaper because there was yellow poo coming out from the back and the sides of the diaper. So I immediately went to, to change the baby's diaper. And I, and I put the baby on the floor to change it. And um, when I opened the diaper, the first thing that I noticed was that the gender of the baby was ambiguous. Um, at first, I could see traces of a boy genitalia, but then I could also see traces of it being a girl. Um, I went ahead and grabbed um, the wet wipes, and I started to clean the baby. Um, I kept wiping and wiping, but just couldn't seem to reach some of the crevices of the baby that were filled with the yellow poo. Um, and I also noticed that the the wipes were, although they were moist, they were they were tough, and they seemed to irritate the the genitalia of the baby, which made me anxious. Um, when I was finished cleaning the baby, I went to put the the new diaper on the baby. But one of my aunts came to me and said, um, "Juliana, you're forgetting something." And she said, "Look, you you forgot to push this in." And so I was kind of puzzled by what she was. Um, um, telling me and she showed me she um, undid the diaper and she lifted the baby's bottom and from the baby's rectum there was like a, a protruding bulge and she pushed it in um, but then she proceeded to pull that bulge out and it looked like intestines like she was pulling an intestine or a wire or an umbilical cord from the baby and she pulled it all the way out and she was making knots out of it. She said, you're supposed to do this. And she was showing me and she was making knots with the um, with a cord. Um, and the cord um, had uh, black fuzzy stuff and it also kind of seemed like it had wire in it. And she put it back in the baby and she did this like two or three times. Um, the baby didn't seem disturbed by this, but towards the end, like when she was finished doing this, I did notice that the baby's stomach was starting to grow, and I noticed that the baby's stomach 
felt like a balloon that was ready, getting ready to pop at any moment. Like a pen could like make it pop. Um, and that was the end of my dream. Mm, terrifying. Just finishing writing it down. Um, oh, well, I remember those yellow poo diapers. <laughs> <laughs> but always coming down the legs and out the bottom everywhere but in the diaper <laughs> and the uh, the crevices I think a lot of people can relate to that um very interesting dream yeah I'm going to plunge in right at the middle you know one of the symbols that really jumps out at me is the umbilical cord but first of all I just want to clarify first of all you said that it seemed to be an intestine or a wire and then you then you said umbilical cord, and then from then on you were talking about it as being the cord. What did it appear to be a mix of these, or um, my initial after the dream when I thought about this, it seemed like you know if she's pulling it from the rectum, well, it has to be an intestine, but it didn't look like an intestine. It felt more like a you know when the baby's born in the umbilical cord, it felt it looked more like that. Mm. Um, but then it also had like a metal wiring around it. The metal wire was in and around it, did you say? Yeah, in, around it. Yeah, around it. I think, um, do you think that because you, in answer to my question, you said, well, when I woke up in the morning, I had to think about this. Do you think mm -hmm. that your thinking awake brain did that logical thing of it came out of the rectum, so it must have been the intestine? Yeah. Yeah, I so... so. Probably, I think, because you then plumped for umbilical cord, I think it probably was an umbilical cord in the dream. It's just that your rational brain tried to make sense of that on waking. So we might go with umbilical cord, but we'll see solely, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But the other thing that jumps to my mind is that confusion between is it the umbilical cord, is it the intestine, is similar to maybe the gender ambiguity earlier in the dream. Oh, is it a boy? Is it a girl? It's ambiguous. There's an ambiguity. Is it what what is happening here? So yeah. you know that may we may just bookmark that for the moment. That wire is intriguing. Um, what what kind of color was the wire, and what kind of texture did it have? Um, it kind of seemed like um, those metal. Um, uh, you know the things that you um, purchase to like clean your pots with the metal fiber things mm. i don't know what they're called mm. uh, like um like a scourer or more yes. like a bottle brush a scourer yeah yeah I, like around i i don't even know oh i know like it's all all silver wire all coiled in on yes, itself and it, matted yes. yes okay yes. also it was quite dense wire around it then very um very uh tough and scrubby yes yeah did it did it add any agility to the umbilical cord was it was, was it the wire that you were able to sort of or the arm was able to sort of pull and push as well did it have flexibility in it or was it a kind of wire that was really tight it's it appeared to be tight mm. and i'm just going to jump focus now and talk about your aunt <laughs> as we do in these dream interpretations kind of take little bite sizes around it and work in is this is this a dream aunt or is it your actual aunt in waking life it's my actual aunt yeah and is she someone you see regularly i do yes you do yeah so what what um how would you describe your aunt in waking life in, in terms of a personality and approach to life she's very very kind very practical very um she likes to see the 
the brighter side of things and um, like if there's any kind of drama going on in the family, she always stays neutral and just tries to keep everyone together. That's how I see her. Keeps everyone together, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. So in the dream, she comes in at the point where there is actually a drama and she does actually bring in a, a support let's go with the, the moment <laughs> the thought of a practical yeah. a practical solution we're not actually sure if it was a good solution or not but she comes in with something practical to do and she handles a drama and as you say she also tends to take the broader side uh, broader point of view and since we were coming from before that with some degree of ambiguity let's just drop the gender out of it for the moment and say there's a degree of ambiguity at the beginning of the dream then your aunt, who has quite a broad side or a broader view of things, comes in and steps into that ambiguity and starts to make some practical um, decisions. Yes. Um, I'm sort of taking that huge step back to, to step away from the kind of horror of the dream and mm -hmm. the tension of the dream to, to sort of take it to that point. Is there any sense just before the dream where there was an ambiguous situation that you were having to, fa to face where maybe part of yourself could be thinking if I could just take a broader view of this I might be able to cope with this ambiguity or this drama and find a way through this yes yeah mm-hmm Would you like to say a little bit more at this point or not? Um, I think I've just, I've been struggling with um, imposter syndrome a lot mm. at work. And um, I have a new boss and I'm just, just trying to figure out, I, I don't know, I'm just, I've been struggling a lot. Yeah. That old imposter syndrome against so many people, doesn't it? So your, um, your ambiguity there, you would describe as a sense of um, feeling ambiguous about who you are at work or ambiguity about how to deal with the boss? How I'm perceived. Um, mm. I feel like I've um, missed some opportunities, like when... Um, my boss first joined I, I wasn't able to to join some of the first meetings because i had some family issues and so i feel like i lost some some big opportunities to to make a good impression and and i've just kind of been trying to catch up on that yeah yeah how um has your boss actually expressed to you um words around how they perceive you or is this coming from you judging yourself as as um concerned about how you're coming across i think it, i don't know i think it might be in my head partly in my head that i'm being hard on myself but i feel i don't know what's going on like i feel like there's something going on that i don't know mm. Mm. 
Okay, well, we'll just put that to one side at the moment because that um, seems to be clearly what the dream is processing at one level and it may be processing similar kind of things at other levels. But we'll go to the start of the dream and see what else we can bring into this. So you've got a baby, Juliana, at the beginning of the dream and you're not sure if it's your baby. So how old is your baby at the moment? Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask a slightly different question, actually. How old do you think the baby was in the dream? Uh, it was it was probably two months or three months old. Two months to three months old. And you weren't sure in the dream whether it was your baby or it was someone else's baby that you were looking after? Yeah, I wasn't sure. I just felt attached to the baby. Yeah. So if you if you look at the baby as being two to three months old, I'm wondering what's been in your life for two to three months. Has something been in your life for two to three months, particularly around yeah. your job? Not around my job. Um, well, my boss has been around two to three months, but I also had a, a baby lamb um, that I was fostering for two to three months that I just I just took back to to a ranch my uncle's ranch ah the the yeah. uncle the uncle married to the wife the auntie uh, in the dream i mean <laughs> no a different uncle <laughs> yeah a different uncle so um and presumably you reared the lamb successfully it was a good outcome it was yeah and how it was did you hard to let it go hard to let it go yeah, yeah. hard to let it go is that something you do often? Um, no, it, it wasn't. It's the first time that I've um, taken in a little, that I fostered one. Mm. That's beautiful. But so hard to let it go. What was the, um, what was the, the main thing that was hard to let go apart from the beautiful lamb? What was the essence of the difficult, kind of center of the difficulty of letting it go? Well, um, I mean, just she just depended on, depended on me and depended on you know us to take care of her, and she just became part of the family. And when when we took her, she kept following us. She didn't know what to do. You know, she was so accustomed to being with humans, and she, my uncle has like fifty other lambs and sheep and a whole bunch of other animals, and she wouldn't go to them. She would just stay with us. Um, and so when we left her there, I just wasn't sure if she was going to survive, like if she was going to make it or not. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just, just letting go and just um, having faith that she was going to find a way to make it mm -hmm. in the new environment was hard. Yeah. yeah. Having faith to know that she would make it in a new environment or whether she would make it yeah yeah so we've got that and we've also got she you said you, you your boss has been around for two to three months as well yeah At the same time so possibly both of those things are going to be playing into the fact that this baby in the dream on one level may have rep represented the lamb and on another level probably both <laughs> may have represented your new relationship with your boss difficult though it is yeah. Um, particularly around the lamb, it's interesting that you said, you know, that she became part of the family. 
and she had to go back out out into the world essentially and you described the difficulties with your work at the moment in your mind's eye as being that early on you missed some you feel you missed some opportunities because you weren't able to go to meetings because of family issues yes so there's a kind of through line there of prioritizing family which is important and yet feeling well what have I missed um, and there's a kind of uh, um, conflict between family issues and what I might have missed out at work and with the lamb the conflict between having her in the family and having to have faith that she's going to be all right in the outside world there's kind of parallels happening there aren't there yeah yeah and prior to this boss were you able to get on with the previous boss boss yes absolutely mm. yes mm. what's the main point of difference between them you know i i mean i wouldn't say that i i'm having a bad relationship with my current boss i think i i'm just i'm having a hard time connecting mm. um like I haven't had the the opportunity to have like a a good one on one connection, like for him to see like the value that I bring and who I am and what I'm capable of. Like he hasn't had the opportunity to see it like mm-hmm. firsthand, and I'm eager for that to happen. Um, you know, with other my other bosses, like I've. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. I don't think you're overthinking it, but I, I, I love, Juliana, what you say there, which you're, you're definitely, um, there's no imposter syndrome happening in that in that little statement. It's more about he has not had the opportunity to realise how good I am because we have not been able to connect. So that is a really, you know, that's a really good positive. But it's funny, you know, when you were describing the umbilical cord and the wire, what I, what I kept picturing until you mentioned the scrubber, <laughs> and it's the, the reason it's why I asked you whether it was flexible or not, was I was picturing an old-fashioned telephone wire. You know, you've got the the, the, yeah. the phone on one end and the, yeah. the vehicle yeah. attached to the wall. Then you've got that kind of flexi plastic. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it just kept flashing into my mind. But you then... Um, when I asked you whether the wire was flexible, you said, no, it's really quite tight and it's quite like scrubbery. So it took that away from me. But I was picturing the umbilical cord as not an umbilical cord, but as a, as a telephone connection, which I'm only mentioning now because it's my association, not yours. But when you're saying you've had a hard time connecting with your current boss, you haven't had the opportunity for the connection. I was yeah. thinking, oh, it's like the umbilical cord to some extent. Um of course, putting the lamb, giving the lamb back was also cutting the umbilical cord to some extent, wasn't it, between family and the yeah. outer world? Yes, it was. Yeah. And there's that sense in prioritising family, some f- dramatic family situations over work. There's that question mark of when do I cut the umbilical cord from in my, in my, during my working hours to my family and when do I need to keep it, the connection, the lines open? Yeah. So what I'm doing here is building several things all together because they're kind of reflections of the same thing. But we go back to the beginning of the dream. So you've got you've got a baby that's two to three months old, and you do have an attachment to the baby, the same as you had the attachment to the lamb, and the same as you definitely have an attachment to your boss because you need to have the attachment. You want to connect more. You want to show that you've got. 
um, you want to have a good one-on-one and show who you are and what, what value you bring to the company. So there's need for an attachment there. Um, but something's gone, well, it hasn't gone wrong. The um, ba- All babies produce yellow poo. What's gone wrong in the first instance is that the poo is escaping and you need to change the diaper, isn't it? Yeah. That's the first problem. So a dream is always processing immediately the one to two days before the dream and then comparing that to similar circumstances from the past. So when did you have this dream? Um, the same, let me see, the same day that I reached, it was last week. Um, yeah. Actually, no, this week. It was on like Thursday or? On Thursday. So we're looking at possibly Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, what was happening mm-hmm. for you then. There's a sense of there's this thing that I'm attached to that is going through the normal processes of life, um, letting go it, Interestingly, letting go of poo, poo is letting go, which brings us back to the theme of letting go of the lamb at the end of the dream. But it's natural to let go of poo because it's a natural process, but there's so much of this and it's all coming out (laughs) and there's too much of it on show to an extent. So would you say at the time of the dream that you were, well, we know that you were processing letting go because it was letting go of the lamb, but do you think you were processing... um, other feelings of how you let go, how dramatically did I let go of too much there? How do I feel? What what is what is showing? What is showing to the world? How much yellow poo is in the diaper and how much are people seeing? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Which um may or may not tie in with imposter syndrome that you mentioned, you know, what what do people think of me? What do they feel about me? Yes. Yeah. So we go to the gender ambiguity. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? First, it seems to be a boy, then a girl. How did you feel about the ambiguity in the dream? Um, it felt a little odd, but it just it didn't it didn't stop me from that. It didn't disturb the attachment that I had with the baby, right? Mm. It, it was just like I observed it and I noticed it mm. and I just wanted to continue to care for the baby, clean it and take care of it. Mm. But, it but I did notice it like it was puzzling. It was puzzling. Yeah. yeah. So something that you thought that you had an attachment to that you thought was one thing is looking like it might be something else. And that's puzzling. You're not sure what it is that you're dealing with, but you're going to continue the attachment anyway. But it seems to be yeah. shifting and changing and ambiguous. Yeah. If if we were to look at um, a dream and say, well, there's a baby boy or there's a baby girl, you know, no ambiguity. Uh, and again, you can't take a dream dictionary approach, but one way that we tend to approach boy, girl, male, female in a dream is to wonder whether it represents our yin for the girl and our yang for the boy or our, another way of saying that is our right brain for the girl our left brain for the boy or another way of saying that is our inner world for the girl our outer world for the boy so if we were to put those things together and say there's gender ambiguity about this baby you then may have a sense of it First, I think it's a boy, then maybe it's a girl. First, I think this is something about my outer world, but then maybe it's not. Maybe it's about my inner world. Maybe it's both. Mm -hmm. I've got an attachment to both outer world and inner world here. 
Um, I'm not sure which it is that I'm handling, uh, which it is that I'm looking after in my life, but I'm going to go ahead and look after it, whatever it is. Yeah. Sorry, I had to stop for a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there is a sense there of, yeah, what, what am I handling? What are my attachments? And to me, there's maybe a sense there of, um, I'm, I've got these work ambiguity issues that you mentioned, um, but I've also got home issues. And I've got, so I've got outer world issues at work. I've got inner world issues at home. I'm not quite sure where I am. The shape of, the shape of my plan <laughs> for working at home is kind of ambiguous. Where, where am I? Am I, am I at work? I'm at home. Am I half and half? What's, what's happening here? What am I dealing with? Does that, yeah, that makes resonate? Sense. Yeah. It was, it resonates, yes. Yeah. So you get the good old wet wipes, um, and they're clean, but you can't reach into all the crevices. So you're doing the best job you can, but you can't. The wet wipes aren't enough to solve everything. So you, again, you do your best job, but then you also realise that the wet wipes are a bit tough, and they're um, irritating the genitalia, making you anxious. So it's a feeling of whatever I'm trying to do in my life to get things sorted out and handle things, I feel that I feel, I, Juliana, feel that I may be making things worse. I'm getting yes. anxious. Yeah. Well, the actions I'm taking to try to clean things up and keep them clear is just, is maybe making things worse. But I'll just put on a new diaper and, ch and, and then the aunt comes and says, no, you've forgotten something. So she comes in to try to remedy, perhaps, the thing that is um, making you more anxious and you're just getting, you're worried that you're just making things worse. Is, is there a sense at work that you feel anywhere in at work where you feel that the steps that you're taking to try to clean things up and make them better are, are actually irritating them? I think, yes, I feel like at times I I do. And the thing is that um, along with the new boss, there's also been changes to the structure. Um, and so some things are not def have not been communicated clearly or have not been very defined. And so I feel like I don't, in some areas of my responsibility, um, are not... If, if I feel like there's been changes, but the changes have not been fully communicated to me yet. And so I'm still trying to figure that out. That's how to broach yeah, that. How to broach it, how to do it. That's really interesting because symbolically, you said, um, I was writing down quickly, you said, uh, I feel like there have been changes made, but I, I haven't. they haven't been fully communicated with me. And what you were doing in the dream was changing, changing the diaper. So changes okay. being made. Um, another thing you said was that apart from your new boss, there's been changes to the structure. And in a sense, there were changes to the traditional structures, I suppose we would say, of the of the gender in the dream. This baby has a boy structure. Oh, no, maybe it's a girl structure. Maybe it's... It's ambiguous. The structure here is ambiguous. And you said yeah. those changes to the structure at work, you feel are not very defined. And that's another way of approaching the 
gender ambiguity in the dream was not to say that this is a special child which has um, a, a different ambiguous gender. It's not to say that at all. In, symboli in symbolical terms, it's saying this baby's gender does not seem to be very defined. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? I think you, mm -hmm. I, I wrote down when you said it had traces of a boy, then a girl. So again, not very defined. So the very ways in which you've described the difficulties or the challenges that you're dealing with at work at the moment, there have been changes that haven't been fully communicated to me. There have been changes in the structure that are not very well defined, kind of fit in with the beginning of the dream. I'm changing the diaper. Um, the, there's been changes to the structure. They're not very well defined. I'm trying to make the most of it, but I just feel that whatever I'm doing is just irritating and making things worse, which is essentially yeah. what you've said. And, you know, we can all hear what you're saying. You're saying, if, or I'm reframing what you're saying, if I had a better idea about what the def what defined changes to the structure they've been, if I'd been fully able to um, be in a communication loop with this, then I wouldn't be feeling irritated or feeling like I'm just randomly doing things which are making things worse. I'm not well informed here. Yeah. Yeah. So then your aunt, who is practical, takes the broader view of things and is also neutral and looks to keep things together, comes in and gives advice. So as with dreams, you know, everyone and everything in a dream is a part of yourself. It's always good to know this, that there's a part of yourself, even if you don't feel in touch with it at the moment, that is saying, hang on a minute, let's have some neutrality here. Let's try to keep things together. Let's try to sort this this out. So it's almost like a peace a peacekeeper part of yourself that is saying, rather than taking steps that feel like you're worrying that they might be irritating more, let's let's take another approach and see where that leads us in the dream. Yeah. And our first step is to push this in. So that was pushing in the the protruding rectum, wasn't it? The bulge. Yes. How did you feel when she did that? I was uncomfortable and shocked. And, uh, like, I was just, well, she seemed very confident. Like, she seemed like this is normal. Like, th this is what you're supposed to do, right? Like, it, it just, in the dream, it felt like very matter of fact, right? Like, the baby has this, and this is something that you have to do when the baby has this. But for me, I was taken aback by it. Mm. And ultimately what she did as it carried through, and she tried it two to three times, ultimately we're not sure the baby had a, a balloon-like um, stomach that could pop, so her solution wasn't really a good one, would you say? I, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I never got to that conclusion. Like, I don't know if it was... A good thing that she was doing, or because I, it, it didn't seem like it. I, I mean, I don't know because at, towards the end, I mean, like I said, the baby's stomach just felt very fragile towards mm, the end. Fragile. It, um, it seemed to be growing, right? The mm. the stomach needed to to grow, and it just felt very fragile. Yeah, so it's almost like if we take a big step back from that and put that in a different language it's like trying to push all this crap back in may yeah. may seem like it's um going to keep the peace but ultimately it, it just creates a an increasingly fragile situation yeah 
So there'll be a part of yourself that's trying to be practical and this is the way things are, like the answers in the dream. This is the way things are, this is how we sort it out. Where instead of, um, you know, letting go of all this poo and all this shit in my life, I'm mm-hmm. just going to push back my feelings and, um, but it, it just isn't working. It's, it's ultimately going to make you more and more fragile. Yeah, I think what puzzled me the most when she was doing that is like all the knots that she was making. Oh, that's right. Yes. You know, mm. she was making all those extra knots. It just didn't make sense to me what, how that would help. What sense did it make to her in the dream, do you think? Did she have a reason for making knots? Mm. No, I mean, it just seemed like for her, it just, it made sense to her, right? Mm. It just, it, it seemed like she was very comfortable with it and she's it seemed like she had been doing this before like it it didn't seem new to her like she seemed very experienced at what she was doing so several things (laughs) several things occur to me when you talk about knots so obviously the first one with is with the knots and an umbilical cord when you cut the umbilical cord with a baby you technically make a knot so you know one 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 um knot thing there is that uh you, you know i'm i'm trying to let go of something that I'm attached to and you've just got to make a knot you've got to tie things up you've got to finish mm-hmm. them you've got to put put those emotions back inside and but yeah but that's not really working so that was one knot that occurred to me mm-hmm. um another another knot that occurred to me was because dreams do tend to use puns as well you know mm-hmm. is that it's not a k-n-o-t that it might just be an n-o-t you must not do this. You must not do that. You must not do this. There's lots of knots. If you don't no, do, you know, okay. push it back in. Don't do all these things. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. But that's not <laughs> that's not having okay. an effect. And there was a third knot that that occurred to me when you were talking, but it's completely escaped me at the moment. Might come back. So she was efficient and experienced and seemed to know what she was doing. So. When you look back at um, other jobs that you've had or other careers that you've had, and you look back to your um, a part of yourself that's very experienced and practical and knows what it's doing, have you had situations in the past where you've had to kind of um, tie things up and stuff them back in? And yeah, yeah. And have they generally worked out well for you? I mean, I feel like. Um I've had to do it a lot um, the last several years. Um, there's been a lot of leadership changes. I've had a lot, a lot of managers, and I just feel like I've just had to keep going, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just work with what I have and do the best I can. And and I've been like, very successful, you know, and but it, you know, it, at the end of the day, that that sacrifice is it affects you, like it affects me, you know, as a mm-hmm. as a person, because you're holding everything back, right? You're you're not processing all these emotions, all these feelings, and you're not talking to anyone about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, in that sense, your aunt is that part of yourself that has that practical, this is what you do, you've always done it, you know what to do, this is what you do, but there's a turning point in your life at the time of this dream which says exactly what you said there, yes, but this isn't enough, you can't keep pushing it back, holding it in, 
you've got emotions and feelings. A practicality doesn't always win the day. Um, things are going to burst. It, it's interesting yeah. that you said that you've um, and you've had a lot of success with with um, with being a leader in that way, with leadership roles in that way. But you're foreseeing, looking ahead, that this is not the path for you at the moment, or as you say, it would be at the sacrifice of other things in your life and and more importantly other things within yourself it was interesting that your aunts um tried to do it you said two to three times <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> two to three times wow and uh yeah and you said that in your life you've had this situation come up over and over again you've done it many times but if you think yes. now just two to three times what springs to mind i mean i've had probably three to four bosses in the last two years mm. three years yeah but it's just sort of coming at this very sideways are, are you are you committed to working for a boss or is there or are you ultimately working to be in that boss situation yourself either within the kind of current work context or um, being a boss of yourself you know working from your freelance I mean I'm in corporate America America right now mm. um so I love what I do like I think the reason I've stayed with the company is because the work that I do I'm very passionate about but um it, you still need a leader that you can rely on and depend on to support you and to mentor you and I feel like I haven't had that um as far as like pursuing my own um, things outside. I have thought about it, but I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's too risky. I feel like, um, I don't know. Like I always stop myself from pursuing anything because of the risk. Um, mm. not, because of impos like not because of imposter syndrome, but because of the risk. Yeah. Mm. And that's, that's very um uh that that's a very important thing to bear in mind particularly with the fragility of the world at the moment um i d i just had that feeling like if you've and particularly buoyed up by the dream if you've pushed this back pushed this back pushed this back and not really had that kind of support from a, the boss that you want i'm thinking is there a way to get that support by becoming the boss yourself or <laughs> finding a way to <laughs> to yeah. become the leader but um when you think about the stomach, have you had any stomach issues yourself lately? No, I haven't. No. Sometimes um, when a dream uses a symbol, so like the stomach popping, it's not to say that you'll have stomach issues or that you have had stomach issues, but sometimes um, our bodies can display the kind of symbols. It's like our dreams start to speak through our bodies and show us the same kind of feeling, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I guess in the dream, the uh, the stomach leads to the intestines, leads to the rectum, leads to the poo. So the stomach bursting is is a kind of real backup system, isn't it? There, backing yeah. right up to there, the fragility. So in in the context of your dream, there's a sense of, you know, what our dreams show us. Of course, is not. Our dreams don't give us guidance per se. They don't say, oh, well, this is what you've got to do. But what our dreams do is they show us 
more deeply into ourselves and particularly into our various parts and aspects of ourselves than perhaps we really realize and they show us often what we're holding back and why and then with that knowledge we can then maybe make slightly different decisions about how we move forward from there um, add, adding in using dream alchemy to help and, and I guess one of the one of the many things that your dream is showing you is that the old ways or an instinctive way of dealing with these troubles such as pushing it all back in just tie the knot, get on with life, is your dreaming is now saying, actually, this is not really working for me anymore. This is just making me too, feel too fragile. Um, I've tried this too many times. So if we stand back from that, your, some of your, your aunt, if we bring your aunt practically into this, she might say, well, your options are keep shoving it back in and just get more and more fragile. <laughs> Um, find an outside support that's not part of your work structure there's a counsellor or a form of art or anything you can think of something you like to do go running whatever it is something else that enables you to let go of all that stuff and um, become stronger um, yeah. or speak to your boss yeah or um, ask to book that one-on-one -on -one that you feel that you're missing with your current boss, you know, and find a way to say, rather than to push it back in, to say, um, I, I, I really need, I'd love to have a good one-to-one -one connection with you here. Um, there are many other options in the dream. What's, what's jumping to your mind at the moment about what's come up in the dream that's helped you maybe gain deeper insight into your situation and what possible paths you can take? Um, I think that, <clears throat> I mean, based on, on what you've said and what you've shared and just the, uh, I, I feel like I absolutely need to have that one-on-one -on -one and I think I also just spend a lot of time in, in my head and thinking and ruminating about things and that also kind of affects me mm -hmm. um, and, and that also kind of just contributes to me just doing the work and, and just plowing th right through it and ignoring things. Um, but what's resonating with me is like the fact that I have to have that discussion and try to build that um, that relationship, and that can be uncomfortable for me. But I know that that's something that I have to work on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That that's the that that's the practical first step that that really stands out from what you say, which is really good. And, and I think on top of that, you know, you're basically saying spend too much in your head. That that's the that's the irritating and anxiety part of the dream, really, isn't it? Um, and yet, you you then look at that. You've got I, Juliana, know I spend too much time in my head overthinking this, and your dream is going, yeah, and it's affecting your stomach. So you know, you've got your yeah. your, your gut, your stomach. The baby's stomach is also, I guess, the gut, the gut feeling, that the the gut's wisdom maybe. Um, head mm -hmm. over, we say head over heart, but these days we often also say head over gut, guts, don't we? Um, that that too much head work is uh, the stomach is going out of balance, you and uh, becoming growing increasingly more fragile. 
um, uh, having emotions and feelings that you're not you're not addressing, which is what you said when you were talking about the the sense of the balloon growing. So the head is locking, locking, and maybe putting lots of knots in the system. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. Doing what you can to step up, catching yourself when you're getting too going to too many loops in your head, catching yourself and maybe putting your hand actually literally on your stomach. I know it's not the baby, but on your stomach. And just saying, you know, what what do I feel about the situation in my in my stomach? What if my what is my gut telling me to do? Because up till now, my gut has been going yellow poo, yellow poo everywhere. Come on, everybody, I want yellow poo out of the diaper. <laughs> yellow poo, yellow poo warning. Great drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fragility happening. Trying to draw your attention, and maybe the same way as a dream has, it's trying to draw your attention. All this stuff is going on in your gut. It's yellow poo everywhere. You're, you're unable to contain it, but you're trying to contain it in your head. So maybe when you catch yourself literally thinking, because you, you're obviously very aware of it, here I am overthinking again, thinking this through, to literally put your hands on your stomach and say, what's my gut instinct here? What's my gut feeling for? I know, I know, and I know, and I value what my head thinks. Thank you, head. I don't want to shut you out of this. You're very wise, but I've got it. You don't need to keep telling me. Now I want to balance that by feeling what my gut what my gut is feeling and your gut may then add some emotion some feeling some fragility okay balancing these two things maybe there's a yin and a yang there too maybe there's an ambiguity there but balancing these things through what what's my next step going to be and um and on top of that that sense of that the dream is really emphasizing the change changes are happening and you're out of out of the loop of the changes. So you know, I'd, I'd like to um, find a dream alchemy that could help support you going forward on one of those areas. Um, okay. What what's the key thing that's in your mind at the moment? Um, I mean, I think. Just my my work situation. That's that's what's yeah top of mind. Yeah. Okay. So I think what I would um, for people listening in that don't know what dream alchemy is, it's when you um, take a symbol or a drama from the dream and you change the symbol, you transform the symbol, or you transform the drama of the dream, and it's a way of um, talking to your unconscious mind to transform what's not working into something that's working or to transform the drama into a different drama. So it's a way of uh, overcoming limitations, uh, transforming, reprogramming your unconscious, rewiring your brain, all different words to say the same thing. And I'm thinking, see how you feel about this, Juliana. Um, in the dream, one of the, one of the potentials is the umbilical cord because an umbilical cord gives nourishment to a baby while it's being developed. Uh, cutting of the umbilical cord lets the baby go. Um, the umbilical cord is in many ways during gestation a communication <laughs> device. It's communicating by sending food and nutrients and keeping you connected. Literally, an umbilical cord keeps the baby connected to the mother. And yet in the dream, the umbilical cord has been knotted and pushed back in. It's, I have a sense that the umbilical cord in the dream is a symbol that could have a much more um, positive role to play than something that has to get knotted up and shoved back inside and simply because 
eye from maybe a slightly different angle when you were telling me the dream originally was thinking umbilical cord it's it's an old-fashioned telephone cord it's a wire it's a communications device I'd like to sort of bring in that extra input into the dream and wonder whether the dream alchemy shouldn't be using an umbilical cord as a telephone connection um imagining and i will make this clearer in a minute imagining that you've got a really good connection with your boss so what i'm thinking of and you know don't bring your head into this stop it stop trying to be logical and make sense of this because it's not where dreams and dream alchemy come from this umbilical cord came from the rectum in the baby we don't want to push it back in it's like it's a gift it's something that's come out so i'm going to imagine suggesting something like you look around the house and you find something that's umbilical cord like so it might be um you know like a i'm thinking of an old-fashioned cord tasseled cord that goes around an old-fashioned dressing gown something like that yeah. <laughs> or a something or a couple of ribbons or strings that you can kind of twirl around each other but effectively to make some kind of thing that's got the shape of an umbilical cord you know things wound around each other very roughly um and to find something around the house like that and to put it in your pocket when you're at work and to just from time to time put it in your in, in a pocket that's down near your stomach so that whenever you put your hand in that pocket it's actually near that what's my gut feel about this feeling and from time to time when you're at work either actually physically put your hand in and touch your new umbilical cord or imagine that you do and when you do that, you just have a feeling that this is a magical connection. With this, I'm not shoving this inside anymore. With this amazing umbilical cord, I have the ability to really open up communication, um, not only with my boss, but communication with myself and what I want to express and how I want to do this job. And to keep it as simple as that, yes, to go and make the practical step of um, booking a, a a one-on-one chat with your boss but to build to um, back it up with this this feeling of I have something precious this communication device that is is um, as an umbilical cord is it has the function of of uh, keeping a connection of nurturing a connection of nurturing something that's going to be birthed into the world and that is the communication that I want I want to communicate in a way that is nurturing for me nurturing for others and is going to give birth to um, how I want to be and communicate in the world. Although that sounds totally bizarre, can you find some sense in that? And does that feel like something that would work for you? Yes, it does. Good. I've made it really simple rather than make it um, something more lengthy because, you know, obviously family, work, etc. you haven't got a lot of time in your life to go off and do a very... Um, uh, convoluted or complicated or artistic dream alchemy so I think finding something around the house and practice that around the house before you actually go to work and uh, and yeah and another thing that does is start to replace that imposter syndrome because you've got the true reality you've got the ultimate umbilical cord communication which is is built and designed solely for um, authentic support right there next to your gut Thank you, yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to ask or comment upon before we wrap? No, no, thank you so much. 
Well, th- thank you for sharing because it's bringing, it's particularly dreams like this, which are very worrying and um, anxious and, and bringing them to, um, to literally to air for so many other people to listen to, not only helps them to uh, gain ideas about how to explore and interpret their own dreams, but also um, in the um, in the context of the situation you bring, like your work situation and your boss, will also resonate with many people and help to give them ideas for how to handle issues in their own lives. So thank you, as I thank all our guests for, for um, putting your hand up and coming on the show. Thank you, Juliana. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed that and got lots out of it yourself, both in terms of tips for dream interpretation and exploring dreams and also um, the wonderful insight we can get into our own lives by listening to what's happening for other people so um, thanks again to Juliana and if you'd like to be a guest on the dream show simply go to my website janetheresa.com go to the menu go to podcast the dream show and in the drop down box you'll find out there's a form there that you can fill in just to say here I am I'd love to be a guest on the dream show and we take it from there I don't think I want to say too much else because we've probably used up more than our one hour of podcasting. So just a reminder again of the websites, janetheresa.com or the Dream Academy at dream-academy-online.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do share with other people and maybe even, even, even go into the podcast platform of your choice and leave some nice stars or a review so that the more that happens, apparently, the more people find out about the show and the more that people find out about this show, the more that people can be informed about how to understand themselves more clearly through their dreams. The next episode of The Dream Show, episode 256, is due out on the 19th of May, 2022, if you're listening to this in real time. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of The Dream Show. I'm Jane Teresa Anderson.